I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is episode 48 with Andy Hayes. Welcome to the As Told by Nomads podcast, where you'll learn how nomads, third culture kids, entrepreneurs, and leaders all over the world embrace their global identity and use their difference to make a difference. And now, having lived on four different continents, here's your host, Tyo Roxy. Welcome, everybody. I have Andy Hayes with me. Uh, he's the founder of a cool company called Plum Deluxe, and he's going to be talking about his entrepreneurship journey as well as his third culture kid background. Welcome to the show, Andy. Hey, thanks. Thank you. Um, so t- tell me, Andy, we were talking earlier, and you said you were uh, almost a late TCK, uh, but talk to me about where it first started and what led to your travels and then ultimately your career. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Well, I call myself a late third culture kid because I actually did grow up in the States. I stayed here, I grew up in the Midwest and stayed here until I could afford to get out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, my parents, you know, worked really hard. We just had enough to get by. And so I didn't really have the extra kind of cash to just like, float off somewhere else, but I was definitely, that was what I was really interested in. And what's really funny is my mom and her parents um, were from Germany. And uh, a lot of things that I grew up with were actually things that I've now come to realize were very common in German cultures and what German families do. But for us, it was just like what we did. You know, we, we lived in the country, we were on a farm, and so it wasn't really a lot of... Um, engagement or, you know, I didn't have a lot of exposure to other people to know what these things were. So I didn't know that this kind of cake was, you know, traditional, like, German Christmas cake or... Right. Yeah, you know, just here in the States, you know, kind of, it's easy to kind of get in a bubble. But as soon as I could, I bolted out and I, and I moved to Amsterdam, the Netherlands, and I lived there for almost 10 years. And then from there, my my I was not an entrepreneur at that point, but my um, job... In the European banking crisis, took me to Scotland. So I moved over to Scotland. And I lived in Scotland for five years, and Scotland is actually where I started my company, where I started Plum Deluxe. 
But now I live in Portland, Oregon. Um, Portland is going to be home for me for a while. It feels really good here. And although um, I've lived in, you know, quite a few places and I'm, you know, really just so identified with European culture, I've come to understand that you can create the life that you want wherever. You know, you really just need to choose. And so for me, living here is really great. It makes it easy for me to do my business. It, it's a good quality of life. The things that I want in my life, you know, um, access to the ocean, good hiking, you know, good food, healthy food are all right here for me. So I've landed here, and it's a good it's, – it's all working out for me. So No, that's, that's great to hear. And you, you know what? I wanted to touch on something there because a lot of the things I find with a lot of people I interview is that – that you you like to call this rado vivre and it's very um um you know it's a common saying but it's getting that access to a job that allows them to really live out the life they want to live you know they they have a passion and that passion happens to be the job but it also is irrespective of their you know their location um i don't know if that's a a, a trait that a, a third coach kid has with you know who wants to have the ability to have that freedom to travel but why did did you feel like, you know, given the all, all the jobs you had, that you wanted to have something where you were really more in control of where you stayed and what, you know, t- where the business ran? That's a really interesting question. Actually, I came at it from kind of a negative angle. The reason I ended up in Scotland was a corporate acquisition. And I actually went through a couple of them before. And every time I found myself trading, I, I found myself at the end of a trade. So one time it might have been less money for more benefits or, you know, I think the last one was like, you know, it's not really a trade. It's like, here, take it or leave it kind of thing. <laughs> like, you don't know what you're going to get. No choice. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, of course I had a choice, you know, but it was kind of the, you know, here's a sure thing. And then otherwise you might not get anything. Yeah. So, um, so I found myself right there at the end in kind of a toxic work situation. I worked with a lot of people that were really stressed out and really kind of aggressive and, not very nice people, and um, and I'm a pretty nice guy, I'd like to think. And I was doing a lot of work that I didn't enjoy anymore. And so I really felt, over the years, especially, you know, when I was living on the mainland, people would tell me, oh, you know, you'd, you'd be such a great consultant. You know, you just think on your feet, and you're you're really sharp, and you're really creative. And, and I always said, yeah, but, you know, entrepreneurship for people who take big risks. I'm not very risky. I'm not, you know, that's just not me. And what I came to understand in this job was that t- having a job that made me feel really sick and gross and ill and not very happy was risky. And trying to do something on my own would be less risky and actually more have more reward. So that's what actually pushed me over the edge. I had thought about it for years, you know, being a software technology guy that was in demand. You know, I'd, I'd had headhunters for years trying to get me to take jobs. So I would have had no problem, you know, staying in that industry forever. I mean, I... Someone had just tweeted me the other day about like, hey, you know, if you ever want to go back to your old life, you know, there's this job locally here in Portland. And I was like, oh, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> I'd never go back to that. But it is kind of, you know, part of me inside said, oh, you know, well, if things don't work out in this, you could always go back to that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you have, yeah, you do have that, that plan to fall back on. But, you know, I'm, you know, I'm an entrepreneur myself and it's, I definitely agree with that, that nervousness you have, right? Because, Mm-hmm. Um, when I initially, before I started the company, I was thinking this is something I'm going to do after I establish myself in the industry and just, you know, maybe make enough money and have that sense of security, you know, you know, you have that paycheck every two weeks and that type of thing. But then mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you were talking about the risk 
and your level of risk averseness, how important do you think it is to follow your passion? Because a lot of times I find a lot of people going to work, I and mean, I've certainly been there, where they go to work every day, but they hate what they do or they don't like what they do. And what they want to do is just afraid to do it because it's not a sure thing. You know, and, and then there's always that that meter that they have, and then you end up being forty, mm-hmm. forty five, and you're like, maybe I should have taken that risk. You know, I wish I had just done that. Maybe you see someone else on TV with the idea, and, and they're pitching it on Shark Tank, or they actually <laughs> made it into a company. You're like, what? I had that idea a long time ago, and only had stuck by it, and now I'm just miserable in this job. I might be president or vice president, but this is not something I love doing. What What do you say to those people? Mm, you know, say uh, I. What I know for sure is that's a terrible way to live. It's yeah. a really terrible way to spend every day unhappy and afraid. Mm. And I think we could all do better. So here's what I would say to that. I would say that if you're too scared, but you have a dream that Eleanor Roosevelt would say is the thing that you cannot not do, the thing that you cannot not do, then you need to find some ways to take steps forward. And so what you don't have to do, what I did, is just quit and, you know, launch into it with no idea what you're doing. But find some little ways to move forward. There's actually a great book, and I can't think of the author's name, but the title of it's called Little Bets. Mm. And it's a great read, and it actually highlights some ways that you can just inch forward slowly. And so what you might try doing is maybe you... Um, have a craft that you like to do and you could open a little, you know, Etsy shop or put something out, you know, on the weekends. Or if you want to write a book, then you can write it on Tuesday and Thursday nights when you have two hours free with no kids. You know, you just really have to carve out ways to find room for these things. And if they're really that important to you, then you'll have to find a way to do it. But I think if you have something like that to look forward to and you're actually making progress, it actually creates good momentum and creates momentum for you away from the things that make you fearful and unhappy and makes you excited and looking forward to trying to figure out how to do this thing. Yep. That's what I think. No, you're exactly right. I mean, with, with, with you know, with, we're just talking about the podcast and all this. It started off as a, you know, a blog, right? And then I was just mm-hmm. writing my mm-hmm. thoughts and then, you know, you know, I'd go to school for my MBA and do work. And then you just manage to stay consistent with it. And all of a sudden it, Someone else reads it, another person reads it, 10 people read it, 20 people, and it starts to pick up. And then you start to think, what, what, if you keep doing this, there's obviously an audience for this. And then this is something you love doing. Why not continue? It's like your Etsy analogy. Day. If you continue to do this, maybe there's, this is you know a sample. You can start to do this as your test mark and see what resonates with your audience. So when you actually launch your business, you already know the type of things that might be inter- of interest to the people that you'll be reaching out to. And it's almost... You know, market research for your for yourself, but then you're obviously building that brand that will be your you know uh, part of your customer lifetime value there. So it's uh, you know there's several ways you can quit certainly and start. That's you know that that's more of a risk, or you can do it as a side uh, side job where you create two to four hours every day, and then eventually get comfortable enough to the level uh, that you can launch on your own. Uh, if you're someone that likes to maybe be conservative a little bit. So there's all, there are always ways, but one of the, yeah. I think most important things is that you actually start, right? So yeah, there's always options. So yeah. just start, just start. And you yeah. start where you are. Yeah. And I find, start. I find, like you said, 
the biggest obstacle is probably yourself, you know? <laughs> oh, yes. It's always, that's the biggest obstacle, I think. <laughs> uh, no, I'm glad we agree on that. So, talk to me about the company. Tell me tell me what, what you got planned. I, I know it's uh, it's got a positive outlook about, about uh, life, but, you know, I want to give you the chance to just talk about it and where you wanted to go and where it's going, some of the cool things you're doing right now. Well, I'm really excited to be here because I want to share a little story that I don't often talk about, about Plum Deluxe. So when I started at Plum Deluxe, I had no clue what I wanted to do. So I just started, and I just started writing. I just started writing. I didn't have the name figured out yet. I didn't know anything about blogging or emails or ebooks. You know, I just had no no freaking clue at all. I had no clue. Uh, but I, that was eight years ago, and I'm just fine now. So if that's proof that you need that you'll be okay, you know, take it. And so I just started writing and I lived in, I was living in Scotland, as I mentioned, and travel and tourism is kind of big there. And so I was kind of known in that space. You know, I, I was always somewhere, do, you know, traveling and doing something interesting. You know, when I lived in the Netherlands, I had eight weeks off a year. So, you know, I, and I made a good salary. So I saw the world, you know, when I <laughs> burned that job, it was really great. And when I, had my job before that, I, you know, traveled a lot too. So I've just been, you know, everywhere. And I just felt like I had a lot of things to say about that. So that's what I started writing. Travel, travel, travel. And what I noticed was that I was really trying to illustrate to people the things that they could learn from people far away from them. You know, so like we, we live in our little bubble, you know, wherever we are. But if you, you know, fly to New Zealand in the middle of nowhere, you'll find people who have the same fears and worries and same aspirations as you do. So I th- thought that's really interesting. But then you might find, you know, things that they enjoy about life that, you know, just you, you didn't realize about yourself. And then I also noticed this, I had this kind of nagging question that why is it that people, you know, go on vacation and they become these amazing people and have a lot of fun and are just superb human beings, and then they go home, and they're angry, un- unhappy, aggressive people. <laughs> I was like, wait, like, how can we make that switch go away and just be, you know, more happy and a little more easygoing all the time? So I was kind of on track with what I was trying to work out uh, with Plum Deluxe, but it took me a while to really enunciate it, and so that's really where I started was just writing and trying to figure out what this conversation was about living a good life. And that's what you see now. That's what it's evolved into now is Plum Deluxe, which we say is the website that helps you create moments that matter. So when I say to someone, you know, Taylor, what does it mean for you to live a good life? What does it mean to have a great lifestyle? It's really hard. That's kind of a big thing and it feels too big and too scary and, what if you make a mistake? <laughs> but if I say to you, you know, how do you break down your day into great moments or your week or your weekends? It's a little easier to get your head around because we can all think about ways we can make our mornings a little more fun, a little less stressful. Or our weekends, how do we incorporate, you know, more rituals or more, you know, fun opportunities, you know, or things that we like to change. So, so Plum Deluxe is really trying to get people to take action to create more positive, um, fun, great ways to, you know, enjoy their life. And so every day we post articles that, you know, reflect that, whether they be travel and we can get away ideas or food or entertaining or, you know, health, spiritual kind of, you know, mindset things. And then I kind of see Plum Deluxe as a business. It's a platform. So it's a community. And so we have a community events. We have our own tea line, which is one of our main monetization models. 
we have ebooks, and we have some other cool things coming down the pipe. But that's kind of that's. I, I just wanted to share. You know, it's a good illustration of you don't have to have all the things figured out in the beginning. But no, that's I love what it. I got. That's <laughs> no, I love I it. <laughs> I think um, I think having a platform like that is you know it's really important, especially in times like this when you you. I mean, you have that background of having been you know in different environments and you've got obviously you've seen firsthand what it's like to to see people uh who might be perceived as successful and not necessarily be successful in other parts of life because life is obviously more than uh you know the professional setting and Mm -hmm. then Mm -hmm. you've seen people in a personal life who might be not making as much as that and they just content and happy with that because they've you know they've become comfortable who they are and they love the environment and that's who they've decided to be for the rest of their lives and it sounds like you combine in you know, that wholesome approach of personal, physical, mental, and everything, and then you're helping all these people uh, get to the, the best versions of themselves. Um, yeah, you said, you nailed it right there, Tia. I'm going to highlight what you said again. You said there are people that we perceive to be successful, but they do not feel successful. Mm-hmm. And so I want people to feel like their lives are really good. And so everyone, for everyone, that's very different. And so a lot of times it's really just I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Asking that question and encouraging people to go down that path. It's just like what, if you have a dream for a business or, you know, a side gig, you know, what will it do for you that makes it so important? Is it, to, you know, create an outlet? Is it control over your future? It, you know, what is what is it that it brings to you. And so I think Plum Deluxe is a little less business and more about life. You know, what are the things that you want in your life that will make it feel just so good? You know, because I think you have a tendency now, you know, the media, especially, you know, portrays the world as so harsh and negative and scary. And I'm trying to, you know, go the other direction and say, like, actually, you know, if you make some, you know, better choices, maybe your life could be really great, you know, most of the time. So Absolutely. Um, my mission statement is use your difference to make a difference. And it's very much uh, on that premise. That, you know, that's what I do with UID Mag. But um, like you, you know, I, I got frustrated with, with a lot of the world, you know, when I traveled like, like you, I just noticed a lot of the problems that I noticed were caused by people's lack of ability to embrace change or embrace diversity or embrace what was different about them. Whether it's, mm-hmm. whether it's religion, culture, or tribal groups, or whatever, it was always, you know, you're this, this is how it is, that's how it is, whatever. Without even bothering to, to dig deeper and know what, it, what, you know, what that person was about. But I bring that up to, to, to say that the lack of positivity is being highlighted with, with several platforms. 
And, you know, I think work like your your work is definitely something that reminds people of the fact that they can actually be leaders by doing what they love just because other people can see them and then they can just say, well, if he's doing that, if she's doing that, why can't I do that? Mm-hmm. Or, um, Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Or why can't yeah. I, you know, be the next, this person, my neighbor does this and he does this with plants and he figured out a way to, you know, just something that you, you, you're highlighting, you're seeing like this person has found that throughout the vive and he understands just what it, life has to be about it. And it's not necessarily the, you know, about the petty things. And he's, he could be like a, you know, I don't know, someone from that society would never expect to, to, to be successful judging by uh, whatever the stereotypes or standards they have. But if, you know, you connect with that core, um, I think it's great. So, you know, I, I love what you're doing. Is there, I know, I know there's a website, but what, where was the website? Oh, plumdeluxe.com. Plumdeluxe.com. Yeah. How did you come up with the name? I'm very curious about that. Well, I'm glad you asked that because I was going to launch into a diatribe and I wasn't sure if I should, but you <laughs> just gave me permission. Well, so yeah. what I wanted to do was to create a luxury brand that was not very luxury because what I want to not want to do, I want to make sure that when I'm talking about things like self-care, about uh, you know meditation or mindfulness or you know, we can get that, you know, feel really great that I'm not falling into that trap of when I say, you know, you know, what is your luxury to you, you? You feel like you have to say like watches and boats and stuff that's in these magazines because I've just found, I've been doing this a long time and I've just found that everyone, when I ask them the things that are just really make them feel really alive and really excited to be here on this planet People never say, oh, you know, this expensive watch or my yacht. <laughs> you know, people never say that. They say, oh, you know, it would make me so feel so alive if I had enough money to buy whatever I wanted at the organic food store. Or I really wish I could just sleep in every Saturday and then go hiking. Mm-hmm. Or I wish I could spend once a week a few hours with my girlfriends having tea. You know, they're never like huge things. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to create a, a site that felt luxurious, but yet didn't fall into that trap. So that's where Deluxe comes from, because it's like an upgrade, but I kind of steer clear of yachts and watches. <laughs> I love it. And even with when people say they want a lot of money, and a lot of times it is what money can buy, right? They want, you know, the if it's prestige, they want to have perceived as someone that has a lot of, you know, uh, prestige. Or if it's uh, ability to be able to travel the world, you know, money is going to help them do that. Uh, mm-hmm. Ability to buy, all, you know, it's like w- what that feeling, you know, and a lot of times I think people make the mistake of using money as the equivalent of, of whatever that feeling is. And, and sometimes they just strive, strive, strive to just get more money than whatever they have. And then they forget what the reason was initially. And it's like, oh, well, you know. That's right. That's right. And I can't tell you, dear listener, what. Your what you really want. Yeah. You have to decide. Right. And if you do want a lot of money and to buy yachts and watches, then that's great. And I really, so I want to support you in that. But if you want a good amount of money and buy a beach cottage and, you know, cook your own food and live on that cheap, then, hey, I'm going to support you on that too because I want everybody to feel like they've made good choices. Exactly. And not, it doesn't have to be intimidated. And it's there's yeah. no good or bad, re- I mean, if you want money for that, for the yachts, and that's Perfectly okay, but you know, it's not like a confusing thing when someone says luxury. You live in a luxurious life. I think, like you said, I obviously think of you know Rolexes and all that. But now 
that you're saying it. I, I, you know, I'm starting to think of it in a different way. Like, well, maybe luxury can be different for, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, luxury is a mindset, not a price tag. Love it. Love it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know I have you here for a short time. So do you have, yeah, I'm going to do some rapid fire questions here, but before I, Ooh, uh, okay. Oh, oh. Hold <laughs> on to my chair. Four, four <laughs> questions. I'm going to boom, boom, boom. No, it's, um, but before I go into that, I, I'm, I just want to know if you, uh, would, if you could give a piece of advice to your younger self, what would you say? I always, I, I love this question. I always have a hard time with it because Oprah, who's someone I admire, talked about this and she said that everyone who she asked that question to answers it the same. And they all say to their younger selves, everything works out just fine and don't worry. And I, I sometimes struggle with trying to come up with a better answer. The thing that I only ever can add is don't forget to have fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, no. <laughs> don't worry. Everything will work out just fine. Don't forget to have fun. Yep. So that's that's yep. what I usually say. Yeah, no, I, you're right. And that's that's usually the answer I get. And that's the answer I usually give myself. Um, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. And isn't that funny? We all keep saying the same thing. And it's just like, if if it's so easy, maybe maybe it seems too easy. That's why we all can't do it better. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's too easy. It's supposed to be harder. <laughs> and I think it speaks to the fact that if you keep working hard at something, even if it feels like it's the, it's just not going there, you just keep pursuing it. You know, the stuff works out. I'm always reminded, you know, I, I said this with someone I interviewed earlier, but the Thomas Edison story, you know, you create the light bulb 10,000 times. And if he had quit in you know, 5,000, you know, we never, he might never have invented it, but he kept mm-hmm. going and going and going and going and going. And then, you know, it happens. Mm-hmm. So that's often the way it is with life. Um, yeah. So the rapid fire questions will be centered around your countries that you've been around. Um, and the first one is, which country had the best food? Uh, Belgium. Wow. Okay. Uh, I was not expecting that music. <laughs> best music. Uh, Austria. Okay. Movies. Best movies. Uh, uh, Great Britain or you know United Kingdom. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What are that? That man? island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, what about um? This one is probably going to take you a little bit, but which country did you go to? Maybe you had a different idea about what what to expect initially, but then you went there and you were pleasantly surprised. Maybe they were just like, wow, I didn't know that or about the people. I wasn't expecting that. Mm, Australia. Why? Why would you say Australia? And I spent, I did a eight week stint in Australia and New Zealand. And I didn't know a lot about Australia, but I had someone who worked for me who was Australian. So I was going to visit them and of course take advantage of, you know, going to see the sites. And I think definitely growing up in the United States, you get kind of this like, you know, down under kangaroos. Um, I'm not, I'm blanking on what other stereotypes there are about Australians, but you, you kind of get the picture. Yeah. And then I moved, I lived in Europe and I got a different perspective, which is, you know, like the Antipodeans, I think is the right way to pronounce it. You know, the people that live on the opposite pole. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure everyone's Googling, like, what the heck did you just say? What did you say? Uh, yeah. It's always something new you learn on these podcasts. <laughs> and um, the other thing was that everyone always talked about um, backpacker killers, and all of the animals are trying to kill you. They're all poisonous. So when I was going to Australia, I didn't have a lot of, like, positive role models, you know, and I'm thinking, like, great, I'm going to be your 
all these weeks by myself. You know, I was kind of staying with friends and I would wander off on my own and I would meet up with someone else. And so I was going to be alone so often. And what I found when I got there was, first of all, there was a lot of great food because it's a, it's a mix between uh, European style food. You know, a lot of, uh, you know, they were all like British prisoners and the first Australians. And then they're not, there's a short hop to Asia. So it's this really cool combination. So I found that really interesting and no one ever talks about. I found um, the people to be so generous and warm and, you know, just took me in as one of their own, particularly in Melbourne, uh, which is a city I fell in love with. I, if it wasn't so far from everything, I, I would think I could live there because it just it was really magical. But I just saw it really differently. And, and the other thing, of course, that it's easy to overlook, it's Australia as a continent in itself. And so that it has, it has like one of everything. It has a huge desert. It has beaches. It has big cities. It has total redneck backcountry. It has wine country. It has all of these things. But it's just so far away from everything that it's kind of easy to overlook all that. So uh, that's definitely my answer. It just you, you kind of have to get there and see it to see these things in person. And it's very a vi- very vivid place. It's very colorful you know it's very orange and red and blue and green and it, it, it it's just colorful and the people and the it's kind of a melting pot of people as well you know again europeans and asians so it's just very impactful to the senses so. it's good I, I have a lot of australian friends and i'm always saying i want to go to australia i, I need to <laughs> instead of saying it but they always say the same thing you know it's different personalities like a melbourne would be different from a sydney or a canberra or you know any of the other or adelaide but everyone it's yeah. you know as they are spread out and there's a huge you know the desert might be like a big part of it but it's a country and a continent um there's several things to do and and you know food is there and like you i've always been i, I used to be concerned about the the animals and people always told me no because i am uh terrified of snakes so <laughs> oh yeah i have to say i uh, when i did go backpacking in the outback i was very careful to uh stay on trails and I'm not roughing it. I don't want to meet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't want to meet those locals. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, no, I'll put it on the map because it's. I mean, a lot of people have said Australia for sure on the podcast, and I, have, you know, my friends always invite me over, so I might just have to book that flight. So, um, well, thank you so much, Andy. Uh, anywhere we can find you, where what's that the was, cool thing? That was it. That, that was rapid fire. That was pretty easy. Actually. Uh, well, you know, I I wanted to. I could, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> I had to take it easy, but um. Um, anywhere, anywhere else we can find you and what can we do to support? Uh, well, Plum Deluxe is my home on the web. It's Plum Deluxe with an E at the end, P-L-U-M-D-E-L-U-X-E.com. And I'll actually mention a couple of things. Um, our Pinterest account is huge and you might actually really be inspired to go over there. You can go to our website and there's a big Pinterest icon in the footer every, every page. But we have two boards. We have a weekend getaway board that has a map, and you can see places to go for the weekend. But we also have a bucket list board that's really popular, and it's just, you know, how many times have you picked a place to go just on a picture? So that board is filled with those kind of photos. And so you might just find some really interesting inspiration by checking those out. I'm a kind of a Pinterest addict. I just love the photos and, mm. you know, just the creativity of some of the things. So it's a great place to hang out. So, you know, I would encourage you to, you know, wander over to Pinterest if you have a minute. And then we also have a, a free worksheet for people if they're interested over on Plum Deluxe. It's under the resources tab if you just click there. And it's actually all about making moments matter. And I actually like to refer people to that because it's a great way. 
I encourage you in the worksheet to find things that you can delete from your life. So sometimes if we're trying to make change or move forward with projects and, and things that are really, um, we're really eager for, really hungry for, we need to remove things out of our way or make space. And so there was a worksheet there that helps you do that. So hop on over and check it out. It's good. I mean, you, you, you can add, you can add uh, goals to your life or you can add uh, substance to your life by deleting um, things you don't need for sure. Yeah. Things that don't serve you for things sure. Don't serve yeah. You. yeah. Your Pinterest account. I'm just curious. Is that you get Pinterest.com slash plum deluxe. Yeah. Plum deluxe. And does that drive traffic to your side? Do you get it's number one has been for probably the last year and a half. It's good. It's good. All right. Yeah, I'll check it we out. love it. But we spend a lot of time there. We're really careful to curate it in a, in a, in a you know, we treat it like editorial. We really curate tightly. And we have actually now a relationship with Pinterest. So we are in their newsletters a lot and just are enjoying some collaboration with them. So it's good. It's good. I'll definitely check it out then. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on Pinterest from time to time, but uh, my stuff is definitely not curated. But, <laughs> but, uh, no worries. Whatever, you know, whatever it's okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Thank you very, very much. And then um, I'll be keeping in touch. And then um, I, I love the work. You and I both share a passion for for all things uh, self-improvement. And we both love Oprah. So um. <laughs> yeah, She's a good inspiration. I know that she can be a little controversial at times. But, you know, she's put a lot of really good things into the world. And for me personally, I think she's paved a path of positivity that I can follow. She's made it a lot of topics more accessible to people. So for, for me, I think, you know, she's admirable for that. I, so. I, same here. I mean, I, I, you know, I remember coming back from school and she was, you know, even though I'm a guy, that was the first thing I used to watch the Oprah show. And, you know, I was just amazed <laughs> by the platform they, she had and just the way she changed talk show and built that into a media empire. And that's all. Yeah. I yeah. Know. Final tip. Uh, she has a book out, um, what I know now, which is a compilation of her columns from O magazine, and yeah. there's some really good stories in there. Yeah. So, final reading tip for everyone. Saw that, saw that. Yeah, so um, go get <laughs> nice. it. That's that's exactly right. You should get the book. I, I definitely nice. it's on it's on my list as well. Um, well, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. And yeah. um, take care, everyone. Come back again if you have any more updates. I will. I will. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to use your difference to make a difference, as well as for show notes, head over to www.uidmag.com. Till next time, go out and make an impact in your world. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.